What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Build-Up. We are so happy to be back. Sorry we missed last week. There just wasn't really that much to, to say. And we, you know, we're, we're only going to come on here when there's when there's valuable things to say. And we had an absolute cracker of a game last night against Wolves. Um, well, I guess it was yesterday afternoon for me, last night for you guys. I'm joined by Hassan and Shez. We're back Yo. with the usual lineup this week. How are you guys doing? We're all right, especially after that game we just watched. Yeah, it's you know, we, we can't ever just play a normal game. It's always we always have to make it as difficult as possible. It always has to include some sort of drama, some sort of, you know, we can't just the game should have been closed out far, far earlier than it was. But we got a we got an incredible moment to to end it out. But a lot happened in this game. I kind of want to I guess we can just go like kind of chronologically throughout the game because there's so much to talk about, um, both good and bad. But I guess we can kind of start with the lineup. Yeah, this was the first time, um, I guess you can say, we played our strongest 11 um, since the beginning of the season. You know, Ten Hag has been coming in and pressers, talking about injuries, talking about how we haven't had our strongest 11. So I think a lot of people at the beginning of this game, when you see that lineup, you know, there's no excuses. We have Casemiro back. As much as you want to say about Casemiro, you know, he kind of plugs a hole there um you know obviously Lissandro back we have the front three that has been our best performing front three this season what was your guys's kind of thoughts on the lineup and and kind of having everyone back so yeah especially in this game we went with a strong lineup and I think it was one of our strongest well our strongest lineup this season with everyone back Lissandro made a difference Casemiro sat in front of the defense to sweep and we did look better and we did see some changes in principles. We saw more bodies in build-up in, in the midfield and it helped us. And we were much more narrow in and out of possession and it worked a treat, to be honest. Uh, what did you think of it, Shez? Yeah, no, I agree, bro. Um, I think it was just... It was one of them ones where I, the way I saw it, it was like, you know, we finally got all the players back. Ten, I was obviously been speaking about the injuries and whatnot um, and kind of not... Not blaming them for their poor performances, but obviously, they is sort of a valid reason. Um, but for me, you know, it was it still wasn't a good enough excuse. So it was kind of one of them ones where like, cool, you finally got your players back. You know, let's see what you can do. And to be fair to him, you know, the way we started, especially the first half, you know, we were playing some really good stuff, man. And um, I just think you know, it's, it's players like Lissandro, especially that make the difference. Casemiro being in there as well, he started the game a bit shakily, but um, I thought he grew into it, actually. He was winning, you know, a lot of duels as well in there, you know, making some big tackles. Um, and I think in general, like, it was just like, it was weird seeing us play this well because it's just it's just not used to it, man. Like, it's one of them ones, really. Um, but I just felt like, you know, the players were much more compact, both in and out of possession. You know, the shape and the structure, everything was a lot better. Um, and, you know... Is that because the players have returned? Is that because he's got his strongest lineup? Because obviously, you would think that you know his principles should you know be there regardless of who who plays. But um, I mean, I guess to be fair to him, he's kind of I wouldn't say he's proved us. He's he's proved himself right about the injuries, but um, he's he's kind of he's kind of backed himself there. And I think um, it's brought him a little bit more time in my eyes, especially. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. It was 
it was definitely refreshing to see some, you know, liquid one-two touch football. It looked a lot more like an Eric Ten Hag team. Um, maybe some of our performance performances from last year, even um, just this year, there just hasn't even been anything to kind of hold on to in terms of uh, from a footballing sense, in terms of the performances, as to some sense of identity or, or or what we're doing on the pitch or what we're trying to do on the pitch and you know early on in this game and especially in that first half it was it was scintillating football at times you know we can even fast forward a little bit before with the whole you know Marcus Rashford situation I'm, I'm sure Hassan has some stuff to say about that um, but you know it was it's pretty ironic because last time uh, Rashford has a discipline issue it was against Wolves. He gets benched. He comes in and scores. And then this game, he has a, a discipline issue. Ten Hag says we've we've cleared it up. It's an internal matter. I've dealt with it, whatever that was. And then he comes in and, and back into the starting lineup. And I think, what was it, four minutes in? Bang, goal right away. Yeah, we need him to have a point to prove every game, man. Because <laughs> he was playing. He just looked so much more sharper he looked like he had more intensity in everything that he was doing and obviously you guys know me and you guys know I'm, I'm very harsh on Rashford but um, you know he impressed me and I was I was very happy with his performance just in general like even if certain things didn't come off yeah it was just like the way he was moving on the ball off the ball you know the way he was holding position in the structure especially obviously it does help that the overall structure was better as well yeah it but, was um, much better but like just he was just holding his position um, and I think it just his overall performance was just so much better. And for me, that's his uh, best performance this season, man. Yeah, I think um if we look at the if we look at the attack, especially yesterday, it was good very good stuff because we look into the previous games and there's people questioning, oh, do we have attacking patterns? Do we have this? Do we have that? But we had our strongest lineup out there and it really showed, especially with our fullbacks, Dallow and Shaw, they Dallow was inverting very well into midfield and playing to Garnacho, who obviously is best on his bike. And Shaw was making the overlap for Rashford. Rashford was using him. Hoyland with good link-up play. So, yeah, sometimes I think people need to realise why the, why the patterns aren't really working. And sometimes when the players just use the bodies around them to the advantage, we saw it could really come off, and it did come off yesterday. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, just in terms of, making the simple option and, and just making the right decision. It's easier said than done. And, you know, a lot of times, even yesterday, Garnacho was still ignoring the, the overlap from Dallow. But I think the the Rashford and Shaw connection, we've barely seen it this year just because right when Shaw came back, Rashford was out of the team. And then when Rashford came back, Shaw was injured. But they just have such a good synergy on that left-hand side. And we definitely saw it for that second goal. And, and that whole first half in particular just – it just makes such a difference. A fullback that's willing to get around the outside and then has the quality to put in, a, you know, a good final ball um, into the box. I think you mentioned Hoyland as well. I think this was his best game in a United shirt in terms of just his overall game. And and yeah. obviously he gets the goal, but even without the goal, I'd still might be saying that to be honest, just because he was he was getting into less fights with the center back and just keeping things simple in terms of his link up play and and hold up play obviously a great um hold up play for the for the first goal to Rashford um and then he had a few other opportunities set up Bruno um the one right before the half where Bruno mishits it to to Garnacho he mishit yeah. another one um tried to hit it with the side foot and put it wide um in the first half as well um but I thought Hoyland was was really good and you can see 
it's just amazing what confidence can do, especially for a young player. You know, a lot of people wrote him off. Um, 20 year old kid wrote him off in, in half a season because, you know, he was struggling a little bit, but he's really seeming to catch his stride. And I think him and him and Rashford as well have a really, really good connection, play off each other well. And you can see how much more he flourishes with uh, Rashford on the left instead of a player like Garnacho. Yeah, uh, this feels like there's something uh, developing right there. Because when you look at yesterday's game and you look at the best person to make ch- make chances and create from wide areas for Hoyland would be Luke Shaw as well. And especially from deeper areas, Luke Shaw can bomb, bomb to overlap Rashford and he makes a space for Rashford to solve have a passing option or for Rashford to drive in field. And then, of course, there's Hoyland in the box as well. So it's a, it's a really good link-up on that left-hand side. And it feels like everything sort of comes together in attack. And in the build-up, we saw... We we didn't see the 3-1-6 yesterday. We saw something of a 3-2 and a 2-3. Two, two, they were sort of rotating. And there's always two bodies in midfield, which did help us in possession and it didn't help didn't get us overrun like it has previously this season. Yeah, it's one of the ones where like because the players are closer together, when we do inevitably lose possession, you know, we was pressing in numbers especially. I think just the overall shape was so much better because usually um obviously still in transition we were kind of getting caught a little bit here and there. I think first off we kinda of handled it well. Second off obviously opened up a little bit more. But um, I think it's just it's just simple things like you know if you if you stay close to each other if you you know keep it simple at times you know play short and then play out you know if you do end up losing the ball your players are close to each other you're going to be able to win, win that position easier you're going to be able to cage in um, the opposition and kind of you know get onto them and quickly win the ball back again and then you know restart the whole process so it's um. Yeah. It's just frustrating that we haven't seen it all season, isn't it? It's one of them ones. Like, <laughs> I, think, I don't get how it's just it's suddenly spawned now, but you know, I was happy to see it, man. I think it was something more towards similar to last season because when you looked at the back four yesterday and you saw Casemiro out of possession, Casemiro was sort of just sitting in front of them. And when you look at that first half, when Wolves had, they had quite a bit of, they had a spell of possession like near I think near towards the end of the first half or it was the middle I've not really had a rewatch yet but yeah they had spells of possession but they just couldn't get through the middle and it was because we were so narrow and we were forcing their play out wide then when they came back in Casemiro sort of sweeped up and it looked much better for me and especially in and around the box yeah I agree I mean we had this game should have been killed off in the first half right we scored two offside goals had plenty of more chances and you kind of just got the feeling i know i I sent a text in a couple group shots talking about you know the inevitable you know collapse in the second half that you can just like it's it's guilty until proven innocent with this team right like you don't we've given up so many leads you know the champions league has scarred us beyond a turn beyond eternity and even in the premier league we've just been giving up leads and you just never know what you're gonna get i I think i tweeted at halftime are we going to be able to put together a complete game like when's the last time you can really say we put together a complete 90 minutes i think it's just kind of been a trend for the past even going back into last season um remember even the spurs away game were up to now and give it away um and so you could kind of 
I don't know. You can just sense that. And I think the players can sense it too. That's like, oh, are we going to be able to finish this out? Um, because in the first half, you know, we, we create so many chances. And even in the beginning of the second half, um, you know, to open up the game, we have that beautiful move with Bruno. Um, open up the second half, sorry. The beautiful move with Bruno and he takes a touch. This guy wants to shoot it first time every time. And then once the, the time he should actually hit it, hit it first time, he takes a touch. And then, you know, Wolves kind of come back into the game. They come back into the game. Their crowd gets behind them a little bit. And then before you know it, you know, we're under the cuff. What did you guys – I guess what what do you see in those moments like yesterday in the second half where we just kind of yeah. lose the rope? I think we came out in the second half. We came out pretty well. Uh, we started it. Especially when Wolves kicked off, they had us. They had sort of they they went, they went to the defenders and they were trying to play out. And the fullbacks, our fullbacks, it, it was on the right side. So Dallow was back in the press and they played out. And for a few minutes after that, we were sort of pressing them high, but then missed chances and they got back into the game. I think sometimes the players have to sort of manage the game state better. I think it it sort of. There is a sort of bit to it with the tactical formations and you could could sit deeper. But Ten Hag did say in his interview post match that he wants to he want he want he wants the players to keep the ball better in especially in their moments and I think it sometimes it's just your players have to get used to it and tactically and mentally manage the game better to see it out. Yeah, no, I agree still. I think, um, especially mentally, because obviously we've seen this team crumble so many times. Um, and I think it will be a, this will actually be a big boost that we've kind of overcome it. Obviously, stupid VAR decision, by the way. I was, like, not even a VAR decision, a referee decision. I don't know how it didn't yeah, get overturned. Such a soft penalty, man. Such yeah, a clear dive. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was it was a bit silly from Casemiro to obviously put his leg in like that, but um, that's still, that's just not a pen, man. But anyways, apart from that, obviously we score straight after that anyway. Free one up, and you're thinking, you know, we're good, but you know, we've been free one up a couple times this season, or free two up a couple times this season, and then you know, Galatasaray, Copenhagen, they all come into your head again, and you're thinking, you know, if they grab another one here, you know, we, we might be in trouble. Um, so yeah, it is, it is one of them, but it's something that we just got to work on, isn't it? I think some of these players there, they are very mentally weak, um, and we've seen it over the last few years, um, and it's just one, it's one of them ones where. I think some of them they they've either just got to go, or um, they've got to work on it, you know, as soon as possible because, you know, Ineos they're not going to play around, man. Like, you know, man like Barada, he's not gonna he's not gonna re- let that run. Um, you know, if you're not good enough, you're going, mate. So, I think, um, yeah, it's it's one of them ones, man. I just think we just got to we just got to sort that out as soon as possible and kind of bring in players with better mentality. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think. I saw that clip from Ten Hag as well where he was talking about, you know, he's saying all the right things and what most fans are thinking about, you know, we have to control the game. We're so bad at just like taking the sting out of the game. But for me, it's like, where's the disconnect happening? Because the players clearly aren't doing that. Is it just like a, is it an an ability thing? Because I remember, you know, right when they scored the penalty to bring the game back kind of in, reaching distance and the crowd's getting back into it. There was like a four or five pass stretch where we had opportunities to retain possession and we just overhit balls or balls were going wayward or touches were going wayward. And, you know, they, it just gave them opportunities to come right back down in our end. And it's just, it was the same passes that we were completing the, the entire 
rest of the game. But as soon as we face just a little bit of pressure, it's like every sort of fundamental goes out the window. And so, but, you know, but Ten Hag post game is saying we have to do a, a better job as, of keeping the ball. You know, we're too desperate to get another goal and we should just be taking the sting out of the game, which is exactly what we're all thinking. But why are the players not receiving that message or why did they not? you know, do that, I guess. It's I, a little bit... Go ahead. I, I think maybe sometimes it's... They're unsure of how to see a game out. They're unsure of whether we need to keep the same tempo up, whether we need to keep going in attack, or shall we pass around a bit at the back? Should we... How are we going to keep it? Are we going to relax a bit? Are we going to keep more bodies forward and back? And I think this is sometimes when you sort of gain the experience as you play more games together. And especially because it was this this team's first, well, this lineup that he put out, it was their like, first game together where we just looked good in all areas. I think it, it, it'll come with time. But yeah, it is concerning that these players that were on the pitch, they usually are technically good and they should be able to see the game out on their own. But yeah, it's sort of. I am optimistic, maybe, but I saw something better than I've seen in previous games where we've just completely just crumble and let everything go out the window. Yeah, another thing is I think is it's a quality issue as well. Um, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get onto him, but I'm gonna have to. It's Anthony, man. This guy, he's so bad, man. Like, it's just I don't get why he was playing at left. I don't get why he was playing at left wing. Um, Tim saw my tweet. Yeah, I, I, like, <laughs> I, I didn't understand that. Um, obviously, he probably wanted to keep Garner on the right side. Um, but why you know, is Rashford even coming off before Garner? That, that's that's what I was, that, that's that was, what I was saying as well. Like, no. you know, there was straight away as soon as he made the sub. Yeah, I think Anthony was through, and then yeah, he just, yeah, yeah right after. after. Imagine, imagine that was Rashford. Yeah, that's exactly that's right after. Yeah. If that's Rashford, I'm telling you, especially because he's already scored, like he wouldn't have fought twice, innit? He, he wouldn't mm. overthink it. He would have just banged it. Um, so it's just it's just frustrating that he made that change. Obviously, I, f- I think the other changes were fine, really. Um, like McTominay, um, I mean, instant impact straight away, so you can't really criticise that. Forson as well, I mean, he got an assist in the end as well. Um, I thought he did all right at times as well. But I just think, you know, Ten Hag's game management is something that's been criticised for so many, you know, for the last couple of months. Um, see, ever since he's come in, really, I think he's it's never really been the greatest. But um, I think he just got a job, like stop, stop bringing on Anthony, man. Um, it it really did, it really did hurt us because we didn't really have an outball either, especially after he took off Garnacho as well. Yeah. You kind of need that outlet, you know, just to kind of relieve some pressure. Yeah. Like Anthony was trying to do it. But he would just lose the ball. Like he was, I think, after, even after ball. we scored, yeah, like even after yeah. we scored, um, the winner, you know, there, there was an occasion where he was on the left, and he just he just loses it, bro. Like he needs to, you know, and this is a player who we who you associate of like ball, ball retention and things like that. But even that, he's not even doing that properly anymore. <laughs> like it's um, yeah, he gives it away for the for the equalizer as well. It's just, yeah, I think Tenar could definitely could have definitely managed it better in terms of that sub, but um. I think in general it was actually all right from him, but it's just yeah, again it's a quality issue. Let's say you're bringing on someone else instead of Anthony. Let's say you're bringing them, bringing on um, you know, a more a, a midfielder that's a bit more defensive. Instead what about of Ahmad? Why isn't Ahmad getting any oh, time? Don't get, don't get me started on Ahmad, bro. Like, I don't. I don't, understand. I don't get it. Yeah. 
he had a he comes on against Forrest for Anthony and does more in 20 minutes than Anthony did in the whole game. And he just can't get a Forson's coming on. I mean, Forson did his thing. Don't don't get me wrong. It's kind of I was question questionable at first, but you know, gets the assist, makes a nice run to open up the space for Manu, which we'll get to in a minute. But Amadiallo is is ten times the player that Anthony is. I don't know if it's the price tag. I don't know if it's the connection that he has with Ajax. I don't know if it's politics that he just wants to keep him on. But like, God, this guy is just not a good footballer. I'm sorry. I've get I've given him so many chances, but he's just not. He obviously gives the gives the ball away for the uh, the equalizer. But I kind of want to talk about the 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 third goal in terms of just how many players were up. I saw the screenshot yesterday, and I counted eight players. In bad. the attacking half, um, I think, and I just like I just don't understand the thinking behind that. You're up three two. Why are we? I just don't understand why that many players are 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 up. And then you have you're having Johnny Evans trying to chase chase a uh, Mori or Cunha or whoever was dribbling the ball dribbling the ball at that time. Um, it just didn't make any sense to me. It's just it just think, be a little bit more cautious. I think one of the um, I think one of the goals that you're talking about. That one especially, it was one player was pressing and then the other was trying to force a turnover in because what we've done from the start of the season is force turnovers in the opposition's third. And I think the focus on that is why we ended up, why Wolves ended up playing straight through the middle and then, you know, Ron had to defend the wide channel and they just got straight through and scored. I think... Part of it is that part of it is the players' intelligence when pressing. I think they need to sort of tone it down a bit, especially because when one player presses, it sort of sometimes can cause a domino effect of the other player wanting to cover that space. And then when he goes forward, then there's no bodies in midfield. So yeah, I think sometimes it's just it's just that. And yeah, we should like see the game off better, maybe defend deeper, like we did against. I think the start of the season where we played Burnley away and we defended a bit deeper after getting a goal. Yeah, it's just, it's a bit of both, I think. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, it's 3-3, 95th minute. All hope seems lost. <laughs> and in steps, the savior. It's a generational talent. Star boy. OB, FN, Menu picks the ball up from... Probably 30, 35 yards out, past one, Meg's another, cuts in, and just a almost a, a striker's finish into the side good. netting. And acts like he the celebration too, so cold. Immediately tells tells Anthony Anthony, to get, off. Out. <laughs> get out of my way. I got my own cell. Like he's like he's done it before already. It was just an unbelievable moment. And I tweeted right after, like all of the Throwing the game away bodily, it was worth it for Kobe Mano to to be the hero. Take me through your guys' thoughts um, when that I goal think, went I think that's the point where he's realised that he is the player that can grab a game by the scruff of the neck. Mm. He's not a forward, but he can do it in midfield, and I think that will give him a lot of confidence. Like I've just, I've just won a game. Obviously, he's gonna stay humble and stuff after scoring that, but it gives him the confidence and gives him the reassurance that he's the player and he is a player that can flip a game, especially with the way, with what he has in this locker. And I think from, from here on now, he should just get much more confident in himself. And we, sh- we saw how he used to play in the academy with 
flair and you know using his all his different type of passing techniques and I think we'll see more of it now. I think yeah. that will give him a boost, especially that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think um, you know, obviously he's he's obviously eighteen, he's coming to the team. Um, you know, if you remember his debut last season and and a few of his cameos as well, he kept it, you know, simple, which is obviously fair enough. He's just starting off. And obviously he started you know, he's come up from injury and he's been starting recently as well. And he's kind of just settled in slowly, slowly. But I think now the last couple of games especially, we've been seeing, you know, a lot more from him in terms of just more he's expressing himself a little bit more. Obviously, I think him playing alongside Casemiro, especially um especially yesterday, kinda of helped as well. Because yeah. obviously he's been playing as a six type of thing. So I think it's one of them ones where he's finally playing in his for me, his best position. I think I think he's definitely an eight. Um and you'll be limiting him if you're playing him, you know, so deep. And I think, you know, yesterday he just kind of proved that, you know, this guy can he can have an impact in the in the final third. He can have an impact in the in, in the build up. He can he can do everything. He's so complete. Um and it's just crazy. Like I can't believe how how mature he is right now, eighteen years old. I just can't believe the you know, the level he's playing at, you know, how calm he is, how composed he is. Um but then again, it's, you, you you sort of kind of can't believe it, but then you kind of you kind of can because that's just sort of character he is, that sort of player he is. You know, you can see by the way he speaks as well. You can tell he's proper grounded. Um, you know, he's it's just like he's been playing for years, bro. And like CK said for the celebration, it's like he's been playing for ages. You know, that's the sort of celebration. Even the face that you made, like it's it's one of them ones where you're like, he'll move from me. Like I'm better than all of you, bro. Like it's one of them ones, man. Like it's it's actually crazy. I can't believe like how he's kind of progressed and um, you know, just kind of taken over. This you know, he's our best player basically. So um, especially in recent games, I think he's, he'll probably win player of the month for us as well. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's just a moment for him to be proud of. It's a moment for the academy to be proud of, especially um, to produce a player. Carrington, like that. you've done it again. Again, you've bro. Done it again, it's actually yeah. three of the four goals yesterday were scored by Carrington products. Yeah. Orson yeah. gets the assist. It's actually like every time we're in the dumps, Carrington just comes through and saves it, us. And it's just they understand the club, and I think the conditioning that the academy coaches put them through, they put them through to. Uh, like take control of situations like this the way they do it in the academy they come into the first team and start doing it here it's just great to see yeah man it's it's incredible I mean this is when you talk about Kobe Menu, in terms of profile this is as rare as it gets in the modern game for mm. you know a type this is a this is a 150 120 million dollar profile $120 million player that just spawned out of our academy. Like, this guy is – he's 18, bro, and he's playing at this level of maturity. And, you know, every – I mean, you know, I don't want to put generational on – I think – I mean, he's 18. Let's – let's. he's amazing. He's definitely going to be a world-class talent. Um, but, I mean, he already is. But to be playing at this level, it's just so hard to wrap my, my, my head around and – how mature and just how he's our best he's our best midfielder at 18 it actually just doesn't make any sense and every player like this I think has like a moment where he like it clicks in his head that he's him and you know it clicks for the world and you know he has this like kind of like a star is born sort of moment and I think this I mean if if, if anything's going to be that moment for him I think last night 
I mean, I can't. He still probably has to be on cloud nine scoring a goal like that. I mean, he had no business scoring that from where he picked up the ball to to where he finished. I mean, it's just it was just an incredible moment. And, you know, I, he can only kick on from here. You know, they laughed. They laughed. I said uh, he might make the Euros and I think in the group chat before, like they when he made his first couple. They laughed. They said, <laughs> no way. I don't know. The way, the way Ghana is talking, trying to snatch him up, Southgate might might call him up for the next, you know, batch of friendlies or whatever. But this kid is just – I'm just happy he's on my team. They said he's not ready, man. They said he shouldn't be starting, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they said, hey, we won't name names, but, you, you know, read between the lines. We, they said they said he's clearly not ready. Clearly not ready. If that's if, if that's what if that's what not ready looks like, I want to see what he looks like when he's ready in, in two years. Please. That's what's scary, isn't it? Like, eight years old, taking a, taking a game of the scuff of the neck like that. You know that old saying, that's what they say. Like, you need someone to pick you up from that from that low yeah. position. I mean, we've seen it so many times over the years with like, you know, I was watching the other day, I was watching um, like 2000, uh, United 2002, 2003 um, season, like Premier League season. Um, and there were so many goals. I think scores ended up scoring 14 goals in the league. So I don't want to compare him to scores, but it's just one of them was like, he scored so many important goals. There were so many um, goals that score scored that ended up being the winner and it's just one of them mm-hmm. like it's, it, you need to have that moment in you especially as a Manchester United player and even from yeah. midfield it's, it seems that he's kind of he's got that in him and I mean yesterday was a perfect example I hope we see a lot more of him and I, I, think, think, I think it's just I think it's just Carrington players the products they take responsibility uh, especially when they come into the first team because it feels like they're being conditioned to it mentally in the in the youth team, he used to take penalties as well, and I think the one of the I think that one of the coaches from the academy tweeted it. Um, he tweeted that he scored a winner at Molyneux in twenty twenty two. I think it was. It's just the mm. sort of conditioning that these academy co- coaches put the Carrington products who I think it really helps. And you can see when they come into the first team, they're confident and they're short. We've seen Kamwala, well, you know, when Tuanzebi start when played for us a couple of seasons ago it's just as soon as they come in it, it just looks like they do look raw uh, especially when they're not sort of fully ready to play in the first team yet they do look raw but in their mentality they look they look ready and I think that's a testament to the coaches in the academy especially yeah that's a good point I did that's a great little piece about him scoring a winner at Molineux in 2022 I think I mean, this kid is, he's a franchise player, like build the team around him. And I think the priority for the summer for me is getting the the midfield partners around him. Perfect. Like I would just ask him, ask him what he wants, ask him what players he wants and just, and just go get him to be honest. Like this, like, this is like, we can't ruin this. This is like, cause everyone, I think the world woke up to him yesterday because Manchester United fans, obviously yeah. we know everything about him what he's brought yeah, to the team right. since he's come in, but to, to be, to do have that moment on, on, you know, eight fifteen kickoff Thursday night, everyone, the world is watching and you can't ignore him anymore. You can't ignore it. Yeah. It can't just be Manchester United fans propping him up anymore. Like this is, this kid is legit. And I think the world saw it and hopefully Ineos has seen it and just like, they know if I'm a do Onana, Matt's Whitefer, you know, a proper, a proper 10, Whatever we we need to do to to build this this midfield around him and make sure that he is um, 
you know, his capabilities and his his true um, potential is is fulfilled is I think is the route that we we have to get this summer because he can't as much as Casemiro helped him yesterday. He's not the long term, um, you know, yeah. solution to, yeah. to maximizing Kobe Manu. And that should be the club's priority going forward. Um, just an incredible, incredible moment. I just I kind of wanted to um, talk about one maybe one or two other performances um yesterday before we wrap up i wanted to talk about onana because i i don't know about you guys but i am not confident with this guy at all like i get like uneasy whenever a shot comes in even in like i think it was like the third or fourth minute it was wolves's first chance it wasn't even a chance it was like a bobbled ball to him and he spilled it and if a wolves player was there it, like it was I'm telling you, if Shez was in goal, he could he would have caught it first time. <laughs> I promise you. Like this guy, and every shot that he concedes is like he makes it looks like makes it look like it was like a, a screen, like an unsavable shot. Like he couldn't have possibly done any like for the Neto goal. He doesn't even dive. And it wasn't in the corner at all. It was damn near in the middle of the goal. And he's not diving and he just looks up at the defenders like, oh I'm so, like it was like it was like Mbappe trademark finish in the bottom corner. Um I don't know what you guys think, but I I don't know if he's the guy. I, I, I mean, I love the way that he, you know, talks. He talks like Prime Neuer, and then he plays in goal like Zach Johnson. It's crazy. <laughs> I think I think, um, oh, I think uh, he's just low on confidence. But he, last year, when you look at the Champions League, obviously the, the stats look good. But when you look at Syria, he was... In the league, he was sort of minus, I think, minus five uh, PSXG it was. Mm. And he did look shaky in the league, but he looked good in the Champions League. I think it's one of them where it's not fully clear yet, but depending on how the rest of the season goes, I think it's just them sort of ones where I don't think you're getting a keeper that you can fully rely on. But then his other abilities on the ball... They'll, they'll show more later when we hold more possession. And he was claiming some good crosses near towards the end when we were under pressure. So I think... he, But he almost made that mistake. He made the same mistake yeah. again. So he, he did the same thing that he did against Wolves. That could have easily been a penalty, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, that, that, that punch again. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. did the same thing. It was, nowhere, just... it was nowhere near the ball. Nowhere near oh, it. And Lissandro had to, had to... I mean, great goal, goal line clearance from Leach, who was yeah. tremendous last night. But I think... When De Gea was in net, we were like, why don't you come off your line? And now Onana is... Yeah, too, <laughs> yeah, too eager. He was nowhere near that ball. I think he just likes punching Wolves players, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> something against Wolves, bro. It's actually crazy. Shaz, what do you think? Nah, yeah, it is, it is worrying, bro. Um, obviously, I think in the last episode, we were kind of talking about it as well when we were speaking about Vicario and uh, Onana. But yeah. um, I think it's... I don't know, man. I don't know. It's like, how long? How much time do we give him? Like, it's 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 kind of that, really. Like, obviously, we're gonna hope that next season we kind of get the right players in and we, you know, play the ideal football that will kind of suit him as well. But, you know, how much time is he actually gonna get? Like, you know, are we talking? You know, he's got next season and then that's it, or, you know, even this season. You know, have Ineos kind of 
Ineos looking at him closely? Are they thinking, you know, you know, we'll give him the rest of the season and we'll kind of make a decision on that? Because, um, yeah, these lot, you know, I, I think they're just going to move ruthless a little bit. Well, I hope they do anyway, especially with like players like Sancho, Anthony, Pellistri. But, you know, Onana, he's obviously a starter and, you know, we've kind of, you know, you can see how much we want to play him, uh, well, Ten Hag especially, because he barely played in Altai, um and he, he, we kept him for the Spurs game and everything instead of going Afghan. But, um, I don't know, it's worrying, man. It's worrying. I just don't think he's, he doesn't fill me with confidence at all. Um, everything that he does is kind of a bit, it just looks, it just looks a bit shaky, isn't it? And obviously, on the ball, on the ball, he's fine, I think, but it's just, everything he does off the ball, you know, what a goalkeeper is meant to do, basically, you know, apart from, obviously, on the ball, it's it's just uh, short-stopping, you know, cross-claiming, which is something that I was actually looking forward to, you know, sweeping, we haven't really seen him sweep like that, have we, have we really seen him sweep like that? Obviously, I don't think we've really been put in that many situations like that, but, you know, when I was watching him, you know, for Inter, when I was watching for Ajax, I mean, this guy would always be chilling, like, he'll be chilling, like, halfway through, like, the uh, uh, half like um yeah, yeah, his yeah. team's half like he'll be proper high up he'll be sweeping he'll be comfortable but I guess again that could obviously just go back to the way that we play the way we set up right now it's obviously not I don't think it's ideal for him but it's just it's just a case of how much time is he gonna get you know is it really worth sticking it out with him or do we kind of cut our losses again and you know look to look to bring in someone else who's a bit more dominant um. And he does it's just a bit more stronger, really. I think I think we need someone a bit more physical um in the goal. So yeah, it's worrying, man. Yeah, it's it's interesting. His reflexes are just you know, athletes are meant to be in like the top one percent, especially goalkeepers, in terms of reflexes, and I feel like his are just not not there. But I I hopefully yeah, you know some... been in the Afghan. Um yeah. one he, he got down so slowly, like it was like slow motion, bro. <laughs> that last goal that he can see zero percent save percentage in the in AFCON, by the way. Bad man, it's bad. It's just he's in a really, really rough period, but I don't know, man. It'll be interesting to see. i I wonder if because you brought up the point about sweeping, I wonder because I feel like he was his starting position was way higher in the beginning of the season, and especially in preseason. And I wonder if him yeah, getting yeah. chipped a couple of times really like got into his head early on. Um, because even I'm thinking about the forest goal, um, the, the one where, uh, it was kind of similar off a corner, um, that kind of Rashford didn't go up for. And then the guy, I think it was, was it Awanui or I can't remember who it was. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was, um, and he was like on his line the whole time. He didn't even come out and yeah, it's, strange, it's just, man. it's just weird. Um, but last, last performance I want to talk about and then we'll get out of here. Um, Bruno Fernandez, this guy. I, I tweeted at halftime right after after Hoyland slipped that ball into him and it looked like Garnacho was in and he's he blasts the ball over. I don't even know how it's possible that he hit the ball like that. Because if, if anything with Bruno, like the final ball is something that you think you can trust. But I thought him and I mean Casemiro kind of grew into the game a little bit, but those two were off the pace a lot yesterday. And you know, Bruno's is he 30 yet? He's almost 30 years old. And, you know, this guy in, I know Hassan has brought this point up a, a lot, maybe not on the pod, but in um, in the group chat about him kind of his physicality in big games, kind of him getting pushed off the ball. And I think we saw that a bit yesterday. And I thought it was a, it was weird because I tweeted at halftime, he's been nothing short 
I thought it was awful. And people were coming in my mentions crazy talking about how it was a terrible take, but I just didn't think he wasn't good. And then the second half, I feel like it got worse. And I just feel like in that position, long-term solution, I mean, he's the, this guy's the captain of our club and I'm not trying to bag on him crazy or anything, but like just is, is Bruno a part of the best version of Manchester United going forward? I struggle to, to believe it. And coming into this season, off of last season, I thought he was the one, you know, he was so much more contained last season, you know, making the right play so much more in control. And then this season, it feels like he's, he's reverted back to type a little bit. What do, what do you guys think? I think with Bruno Fernandes, the technique you get is amazing. Uh, you see his passing when it comes off. He, he, he is, he is highly reliant on his technique because he doesn't have his uh, physicality to bail him out. He doesn't have his dribbling to bail him out. He doesn't have his carrying. But his technique is really good. And that's where most of his best contributions and best play for the team comes from. And I think yesterday was just a day off for him in terms of technique. He was struggling a bit. But on the physicality yeah. point, I think it, it, I think it's a thing, something to keep an eye on. Because if you give Bruno Fernandes less to do in deep areas of the pitch... He's normally better when you give him less to do in front of goal. And he had less to do yesterday, but he just wasn't on it. But I think it's interesting to see how he adapts now that he's getting a little older. He's he's not sort of slowing down a bit, but you can you can see how much Bruno Fernandez does rely on his technique. Uh, he doesn't really use the other abilities that the other midfielders do in terms of sort of carrying the ball into space, sort of dribbling, holding. And another thing is that one of the goals they came from him sort of pressing, I think it was the third goal, was it? Or I can't remember which goal it was. It came from him sort of trying to press one of the Wolves players and he left a big hole in midfield. I think his positional discipline, it's not been the best this season, but yeah, it's something to keep an eye on because we'll see how much his technique does carry him. Now that we are playing better as a team, yeah, I feel with Bruno is um, is his technique is obviously like one of the best in our team, but I think it's um, it's inconsistent at times. It's obviously he's he's always going to take risks. It's just weird with Bruno. I don't I don't get how a player can, you know, he can have the same situation a few times, yeah, but you know. One he he'll get it he he'll get it like perfect spot on and then another time he'll completely screw it or he'll just he'll just fumble it like it doesn't make sense but um I I don't I don't think it's as much of a problem I think yesterday was just an off day for him I think even yesterday like he still could have ended up with let's say it was Anthony uh, let's say it was Rashford instead of Anthony that could have, that's an assist there let's say um you know he should shot first time like Zika was mentioning earlier you know that's a goal there as well I think he still. He still has an impact on the game, even when he's he's not he's not playing too well, and he can still have that moment in him. And I think that's just kind of what he is. Like sometimes he'll have these games where he'll just nothing will be coming off for him, but he will still manage to be he'll manage to get like a goal contribution, or or he'll make a you know he'll make a good contribution contribution towards a goal. Um, and I think that's just the sort of player he is. He obviously take he takes a lot of risk, and it's just about managing that. It's about keeping him high, keeping him further up. The pitch, um, rather than having him in deeper areas, which is obviously something that we've we've banged on about so many times, bro. Um, and I think 
you know, having him further up, you just kind of, you know, limit the the risk of him losing the ball, limit the risk of him being wasteful. And you kind of maximise him, you know, obviously having him higher up. You know, you want him in the final third anyway. Um, and in terms of long term, my boy, my boy Isak Hansenaro, he's gone, man. So it's... um. It's it's one of them as where we, we're probably gonna have to look towards the transfer market. I think um, Ahmad can he play that role as well? Maybe you know I want to see him try with there, um, but long term obviously Bruno he's not getting any younger, and I think we've kind of got a we kind of got to maximize him. Like it's one of them as where I think let's say we've got an offer from Saudi, hundred million Bruno Fernandez. At this point, you probably do take it. Um, it's a uh, I think yeah I don't think he's got. A lot longer left. I don't think it's one of them where we have to build around him or anything anymore. Obviously, I think mainly the one we got to build around now. Um, but uh, I think he's getting to that stage now where I wouldn't say he's declining. I don't think he's declining at all, actually. But I just think, you know, he's kind of reached that peak now and he's just there. And I think slowly and slowly, if we don't maximise him now, you know, we're going to we're gonna kind of lose him and then we're going to lose the best of him and I think that's a sad thing. I think we've kind of wasted him over the years. I think he's he deserved to have won a lot more here. I think he's he should have won at least a Premier League or a Champions League, at least something, you know, worth noting. But um, you know, sadly he's uh he's kind of been the it seems that he's I saw something earlier. I think he's like it's sad that Bruno Fernandes is the player who's kind of the player that kept Man United afloat type of thing. Mm. Um yeah, yeah. Rather, rather, rather than the one rather than yeah. the one who's he was obviously the one that icing on the cake sort of thing. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah, it's it's sad, isn't it? That you know, a player of his quality and a player of his ability, you know, four years he's been here now, and he's he's kind of got nothing to show for it. That's like proper, you know, big. But um, yeah, it's uh, I just think yesterday was an off day for him. I think he'll be fine for the rest of the season. But long term, it's uh, there's a conversation to be had. I think um, one that I don't think a lot of people are ready for, which is you know fair fair enough because I mean. I personally love Bruno and I think a lot of the fan base do and he's he's been our best sign for me since um since Alex Ferguson but yeah man let's just see what happens with him man no, it's, it's, I agree with, with everything you said um I think we pretty much covered anything you guys have anything anything else uh, I wanted to quickly talk about okay. Hoyland um, I was going to yeah, say yeah. earlier I thought we kind of let the conversation flow but it was what I noticed with Hoyland is that he was, he wasn't just isolated. Obviously, it helps that the entire structure was better. But I liked how he was able to drift more wider. He was he was roaming a bit more. He was dropping deeper. I mean, we were talking about that chance earlier as well, where he kind of um, played Bruno um, by obviously by dropping deeper, kind of turning and and then playing him um, through. So it's just, I think he's just getting better and better every single game, and uh, I think it's obviously a confidence thing, but. You know, with the structure improving as well, I think we'll see the best of him. And I've been, I've been propping Hoyland for ages, man. Like it's, it's crazy. Um, you know, some, so many people are unsure of him, and obviously, the whole zero goals in the prem thing. You know, that was obviously that must have been playing on his mind for so long. But you know, I'm happy that um, that he's finally thriving. And I think, you know, seeing them little details of him, you know, being able to do what he was doing at Atlanta, you know, playing wide. Like I think the other day. I think it might have been against Spurs where he chopped someone and he just sprinted down the line um, on, on the left side. Like, I just want to see more of that and I think we're going to see it um, a bit more consistently now and I think he's kind of get, getting into his own a little bit more. 
So, um, yeah, that's one thing I noticed and one thing I actually enjoyed seeing, you know, because when I was watching him um, for Atlanta for, for one of the videos that I did on him, um, it's, it's one thing I noticed a lot. He was obviously, especially down the right side, especially, you know, he loved, you know, kind of drifting wide um, and especially, and on the left as well, you know, him and Rashford, I think that's kind of one of the reasons why they can kind of build a better relationship because he can kind of vacate space for Rashford, you know, he'll be able to rotate as well. Um, so it's something that I want to see more of and something that I know that he's been able, he's able to do, which is why it's kind of more, you know, relieving to see that, you know, he's finally doing it here and he's obviously finally getting, you know, the opportunity to do so because of the structure. So, um, yeah, now that's just one thing I wanted to wanted to mention. Like, I don't know what you guys think of it, but, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's good to see him kind of growing into it a little bit more, man. 100%. Yeah, I think we're just seeing more of his you know, who he is as a player, kind of bringing out, kind of similar to Manu, how he came in, just tried to keep things simple, maybe was a little bit, um, you know, timid at times. But I think as as he continues to score goals and his confidence goes up, the more, you know, confident you are on the ball and he's able to drop into deeper areas and, and link up play better. And, you know, a lot of the stuff, as you said, that we saw that we love so much um, at Atalanta and a lot of his, whereas a lot of his potential comes from, and, you know, he's not just a box crasher. He's not just a, a physical presence. You know, he's great at those things, but he also has a lot more to his game that he will develop over the coming years. And as you know, the quality of the players that he's playing with and his chemistry with them gets better and better. So I think I, I saw a stat, he's the first or the youngest Manchester United player. He broke Cristiano Ronaldo's record. Um, to have a, a goal and an assist in consecutive games. The previous record was was Ronaldo, and now it's it's Hoyland. And I think six uh, GA in his last five games. So you know he's really coming into his own. And the only thing that I do worry about is with Martial's injury. I don't want to run him into the ground and have him play ninety minutes every game. I think Ten Hag said he had to take him off just because he was so dead at the end of the game. Cause you know, when he's out there, he it's 110% every time, you know, you don't see him walking very much at all or even jogging. It's mostly a, a dead sprint. Um, even when he's pressing. So <clears throat> yeah, I just don't want to, to run him in the ground and have him pick up an injury. Obviously he came in with sort of that back stress fracture sort of thing. So that's always something to keep in like the back of your head. Um, <clears throat> so I, I hope we can get, some sort of assist. I don't know who could play there. I think, right probably, I think we'll probably see a bit more Forsen. Um, obviously yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah. Well, but I think he'll probably yeah, because Forsen is he is quite intelligent with his uh, with his movement and uh, yeah. spatial awareness and things like that. So I think um, Ten Hag's obviously like that. Um, his ball striking is actually quite good as well, Forsen. So um, I think yeah, we might see him. You know, seventy, sixty, or seventieth minute mark, couple of games. You know, taking off Hoyland, resting him, especially if we're winning. Um, and yeah, bringing on forcing kind of to play centrally. Um, I think that will probably be the move because Martial, he's my boy, man, but he's gone. It's clipped. It's clipped. I don't, I don't, I don't think um, we're gonna see him play again. So um, in in a red shirt. So I, I think uh, yeah, yeah, it's important that we manage that because it, it's it's worrying, man. Especially you know something like a stress fracture. Obviously, we know Rashford has an issue with that as well. So yeah, we need to manage that properly, man. Yeah, I think it's just going into the West Ham game. I think we just have to do more of the same. And I don't know, last time we didn't look particularly good against West Ham, but Wolves are a good team and we did pretty well against them. 
West Ham, they'll just have us for physicality. But apart from that, in settled play, we should be able to do well. They've got a few attacking players out, so I think should be excited to see that on Sunday. Yeah, another six-pointer. You know, they're right above us. And then our next game against Villa is is they're right above us as well. So two six-pointers in a row. Big opportunity. Um, you know, so many times, last time we played Villa, we had a letdown. I think it was West Ham or I can't remember exactly who, who, who we played next. But we just can't seem to put – we can't seem to win two games in a row. You know, it's win or loss, win, loss, win, loss. So hopefully we can gain some momentum. Um, obviously getting a lot of players back. We're – Where's Mason Mount, man? Does anyone have any idea what that guy is doing? He had a calf injury in December, like mid-December, and he said it wasn't going to be that big of a deal, and now he's he's not even in the squad. Tenog said he doesn't want to rush him back. I think it's just – I don't know where it is. They might be they might be lying to us again and because they don't really tell us the truth about injuries. But I need, I need that guy back. He's, it's not – Great it's not looking good because he's not played a lot of football in the last year. So yeah, you just I think before he played for us, his last game was wasn't it in like March or something like that. Man, man, that's bad. We're coming up to March now next month. I think it's <laughs> crazy when you get into this this, like injury, this injury cycle where you don't play and then you you haven't played it a long time, so your muscles aren't used to it. Then you get injured. Then it's just like cycle and cycle and cycle. So I really I hope that... forgot he played for us, man. Like before, all... before CK mentioned him, I generally forgot he played for us. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's all, they all seem like non-contact muscle injuries as well. So yeah, it's, especially I think... at his age, it's concerning. Yeah, I think maybe that's why they're taking so long this time, which I'm totally fine with. If this is, you know, the next time he comes back, I want it to be you know, for a long period of time, obviously. So just if it's got to be cautious for now, I guess that's... Yeah, that's and I the think we're with Manu there as well. And hopefully, hopefully Casemiro can stay fit and all of them as well. I think Kamrabat can fill in towards the end of the season. That yeah, just, I think, yeah, yeah. I think we'll be able to kind of ease him back in manage uh, it, yeah. with the options we have and kind of manage him better, yeah. So uh, hopefully it's a, it's a yeah. positive outcome with his, with his situation. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, that was a it was a good pod. Good pod, guys. Good episode. Um, obviously, a lot a lot to talk about, uh, and I think we covered everything really well. Um, you know, Kobe Maine was on our team, so when you're <laughs> down in the dumps and you know there's nothing to to hope for, just remember Kobe Maine who plays for the club that you support. And, you know, life could be a lot worse. <laughs> Until next time, guys. We appreciate you. Uh, next week after who do we have next? We have uh, Villa, or we have wait West Ham, and then do we play midweek or no? No, I think it's just a Sunday. It's just a Sunday. Sunday, uh, Sunday. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be ne- back next Friday to talk about Villa and whatever else happens with this God-taking club. Yeah. Oh, West yeah, West Tom. Ham. Jesus. <laughs> Same colors. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's get, let's get out of here before we, before we get. All right. Peace. Peace. See you guys. Bye. Take care. Uh-huh.